Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is our escape. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we're reading Emma Donahue's Room. And starting with this beer that you brought, Jimmy, what is it? It's got a really long title, and frankly, I don't remember what it was. What does it sound? <laughs> it has a, it is, it it's is like like a, a, it's comic, like a comic strip panel. panel. It's by McKellar, and I believe the actual title of the beer is Orange You Glad I... It says, knock, knock, orange who's there? Orange, orange, you, orange, you, glad I said porter. So I'm going to guess it says, the, na- the title is Orange, you, you, glad I said porter. Oh, I just, I actually just snorted some. Don't do that. You're not supposed to snort beer, Michael. Oh, my God. Well, it smells chocolatey. I can tell you that now because it just went into my brain stem. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your brain stem is in the back. I, well, it's in there, man. <laughs> On my olfactory bulb or whatever the it's, fuck it is. Here. It's pungent. It just, I, it's not that I'm not something about the beer just thus far. I just said it went right into my nose. It's very chocolatey. I don't know what the orange or the yuzu part of this is. I get a tinge of um, some sort of citrus thing in there. I don't know what a yuzu is. I have no idea either. I feel like that's probably like an ethnic slur for someone from like like New Zealand. It's for someone from the Yukon. Those hey, fucking yuzu. yuzus. So <laughs> <laughs> Albertans say. Uh, we don't like them in our state, our province, eh? It's interesting. There's something chocolatey, but there's also something tart in it as I, well. I, Maybe that's a yuzu. I think that must be a yuzu. I don't know what a yuzu is. Couldn't be the orange. Well, the, the oranges, oranges aren't tart. tart. Well, if you take the sw- so if the yeast turns this sugar into alcohol, and what's left over is just the tartness of of the orange, then that could be okay. You could sound be. like it's, a science. Man, it all mate. depends on when they put the orange and the yuzu in. Depends on how much you love it. Right. If they put it in at the end, then uh, you're going to get way more of the flavor and less of, you know, and you'll get the sugar from it and not any additional alcohol. I think the yuzu, because we've seen other things with the yuzu in it in past weeks, and it tends to have like a tart flavor or, or something like in that. It's one of those fruit things. I refuse to look it up because. No, I like to remain ignorant. I'm an American. I mean, I've read enough books for this week. I don't need to read another book about fucking yuzus. I don't need to read a whole book. You just need to look up what it is. I'm not even going to do that. I'm not going to do either. I'm not going to read a whole Wikipedia page. Anyway, I chose this book, Beer, because knock-knock jokes are for children, and this book is from the perspective of a five-year-old the whole fucking time. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it that frustrating. It's not... Um, yeah, maybe frustrating is not the right word, but it's, 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 it's a the, little annoying. It's, it's, like, it's like a really extreme version of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, where the child... Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, how well, God. <laughs> but... In that How about book? God, big man in the sky? <laughs> Please help us get out of this rape dungeon. I don't like being a womb. <laughs> it's, it's room, not womb. So w- womb. When we get to closer to the end of the book, we should definitely talk more about how the five-year-old language felt the whole way through. Because yeah. I think because it, because it, it's sort of different in the beginning, the middle, and the end. It's true. Because when you're, it's because in the beginning, you're just kind of getting used to it. Yeah, in the beginning, you're kind of like, what's happening? You know, mm-hmm. you want to figure it out. Why is he? When he he doesn't say things in a normal way. He doesn't exp, he doesn't explain things. So you're finding his world through his eyes. Jack is the child. Jack Jack lives with Ma, and she has no other names because she's just Ma. Yes, and there's old Nick. Old Nick. Old Nick is another character in this book. And yeah, you know, so, and, and in the beginning, you're just the, it's just the child sort of explaining what his life is like. But you quickly realize by something's around page up. five that something is very wrong with this situation. Deeply, deeply fucked up. And it turns out that Ma is a captive being held in a... She lives in a shed. Yeah, shed. With Jack. With Jack, her son, who was born in this shed. And has never known a world outside of it. And uh, they are being held there by old Nick, the man who abducted her when she was like 19. 19. She was 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, Two lo- years 
and then she had Jack, and now she's been in there for seven years. Oh, in, a, in a, it was like a eleven by eleven foot shed or something like that. Yeah, it's just tiny. It's like a room with like a you know a fucking hot plate and a toilet and a TV, and they spend their days in there. She spends every minute of their lives there. And Jack has never experienced anything outside room. He does like, not know that's that his there is entire world. Orange Yuzu glad you don't have to do that. Yes. Very. <laughs> Very. So he, he's never experienced anything outside. Now he does get to watch television because they do spend time time watching television. But, but Ma doesn't let him that much. But he, of course, doesn't really understand what's going on. He, I mean, he, so a couple of rather amusing things. He thinks every channel is a planet. So there's like the football planet, and then there's the you know. He also believes that outside of room is outer space. Yeah, it's they like are their all own self-contained planet. I, I didn't quite get at first that he thought everything on the TV was imaginary. Yeah, I no, didn't, I didn't all, quite get that. It's all made up to him. Like the cartoons are obviously fake, but the people on them are obviously fake because he doesn't know that other people exist. They're all made up, aside from Ma and Old Nick. He's never known someone else. Uh, yeah, and he only really knows Old Nick. A little bit. Well, he goes to sleep in the wardrobe every Nick. night when old Nick comes in and rapes his mother. And he counts the creaks of the bed. Yeah. It's a charming book. It's a very, very fucked up thing to read. <laughs> By the way, we we're releasing this episode for an event. What is it, Nate? You've decided. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's this for Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a book about a mother, you know. Let's get and, dark. And, and the old beers. Nick is a motherfucker, so it works out for everybody. Oh, and Jesus because Christ, of the drinks dude. we got for this episode... Besides this, uh, the first one, the rest are Besides the first of one, a yeah. theme. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like, I don't feel like these citrus tart flavors go with the chocolate stouty thing. Well, that's what we got. We knocked that one out. Yeah. Oh, this one. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, it just tastes like a chocolatey stout to me. I don't taste any of the citrus shit. Nate, you don't get any of that? I taste something like kind of, kind of tart in it, and I assume that's the citrus, or maybe it's the yuzu, whatever, or yazu, or whatever the fuck it's called. But yuzu. Yuzu. Yazu. Isn't that, isn't that yazu what Kanye is West calls himself? <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what Trump calls him, actually, as <laughs> he hasn't learned his name yet. Yazoo. <laughs> Yazoo, he's a great guy. He's a hell of a guy. He's going to be great. It's beautiful. He was on the Flintstones for a long time, the great Yazoo. I think this is a cool idea that is better in principle and in, you know, better in idea than practice. What is? The citrus orange t- Yazoo uh, oh, porter. Orange Yazoo porter. Yeah. yeah. I just don't love it. It's kind of like, kind of weird. I wouldn't want to drink a lot of this. It's not terrible. It's just kind of like, I don't know if I could... Don't worry. We have... We have some very good things coming Only up. five more beverages. And, they're and be then we can go to sleep. Fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. So Jack lives in room with Ma, and she does her absolute best to be a provider of, like, education and nurturing for her kid that she can in a room the size of a fucking bathroom. Like, there's exercising every day. He has to learn shit. They do. The, he does uh, a lot of reading. He's actually very advanced for his age in terms of his reading and spelling and stuff like that. They do screen every day except Saturday and Sunday, which you don't really, unless you think about it, it's like, oh, that's because they're trying to escape. But mm-hmm. it's just hit the windows and scream as loud as they can, or the skylight, because they don't have windows, of course. Mm-hmm. So they play games. They play games, some of which are just for fun and some of which are really sad. But he doesn't know any better because this is the only life he's ever known. I got to say, she's like an extremely resourceful Young woman, for like, her well, after seven situation. years, you start to figure things out. Certainly, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd react in that situation. I mean, if someone wanted to rape me every day, well, I mean, she it, it is revealed that for the first long amount of time, she just zombied out. 
just like slept all day, watched TV, whatever. And now she has Jack and has tried to make something of herself for him and tried to make something for them to one day escape and mm-hmm. just to not be trapped in a rape dungeon. Fair. But to think of, like, but to have the, she was like a high school student. Yeah. Or or she was just in, out of high school. She was in college. But to figure out, like, this is how I'm going to teach my kid to read, that's not easy to do, to teach a child to read. Yeah. You know, these are the things I need to do to keep my kid healthy. When you never, you know, when you're 19, you don't necessarily think about that. You know, you don't necessarily think about, like, what child nutrition is like and what, what would be the, what are the things a kid needs when they're four or five years old? Vegetables. But, like, also <laughs> physical activity and these sort of, like, inquisitive things that she does with the kid. Making weird crafts. She's very, very bright to come up with all that bullshit. Not to be diminishing, but, you know, to come up mm-hmm. with all these things for the kid to do on a daily basis. Certainly. And for her to not go fucking stir-crazy and murder that child and herself in a tiny room. She could easily kill them both or have killed herself at any point, but she never did. Yeah. And you leave them alone for days at a time. And them. they've got, you know, forks and knives and electricity. She could easily kill themselves, but... She never does. It's true. She, she doesn't want to die. She just doesn't want to live there. Well, no one would. So speaking of wanting to die. Let's more beer. More beer. Let's or have some more beers. Do these even count as beer, technically? I think they're technically beer in the legal sense, because they're probably a certain amount malted barley or whatever. I mean, I, I honestly don't even know. Like, I, That's yeah, a real I question. Like, either. does this count as beer? I mean, is I'm this glad. Beer? Did I'm we gla- have that already? We did. Yeah. That one was closer to beer than, than some of these. Well, I'm gonna say I'm, I picked up the first one. Now you gotta explain to me. I haven't really followed along. Why, why did we pick all these for today? Because it's Mother's Day, and these are called "Not Your Father's Root Beer" and "Ginger Ale." And one or two is not your mother's. It's true, but you know they're close enough. The next five beers are all from the same company, from the small town brewery, which is in La Crosse, Wisconsin. W is Wisconsin, right? Yeah. And it is. It says beer on the label. Beer brewed with whatever. And this is not your father's root beer. I'm not going to like this. I fucking love root beer. I do not like root beer. I feel like I spent a lot of time on this show saying I don't like things. But it's really just IPAs and stouts. And root beer. And root beer. Th- that was never really going to come up. Really? It yeah, really it does. tastes Ooh. just like root beer. Jesus. It, t- it smells like, like A&W root beer. Yep, that's root beer. Yeah, all right. It's good. There's like a something off in this. There is something a little bit off, yeah. It's it doesn't taste quite like root beer, the soda, but it's damn it's close. Very close, very close. Considering it has a beer's amount of alcohol in it. Yeah, it's like 5% it's pretty change. pretty amazing. I, I, I fucking love root beer. I don't. I, I tell you. It's I, not my thing. An embarrassing thing my parents love to talk about as a child. They had some sort of, like when my parents had a, a video camera the size of a small Volkswagen, <laughs> um, they'd videotape us as children. And one, like my dad had a cup of root beer and I like started drinking out of it because I was a child. I was like two. And kids are stupid then. And dicks. And they're like, what are you doing there? Nothing. They're like, what are you drinking there? Soda. Who sodas? Dad's soda. All right. And then like a minute later, they ask me again. They're like, it's Michael's soda. Like I just <laughs> took it out. It's my fuck. Fuck you, this dad. fucking mine. You clean my shit out of my asshole. <laughs> taking your soda. And they constantly remind me of that. Who's your fucking I'm daddy? 31 years old. <laughs> they're like, hey, remember that time? Like, no, I don't. You showed me the video, though. But I like root beer now. And one day, Dad, I won't clean the shit out of your asshole. My goal is to make enough money to not have to clean the shit out of my dad's asshole. I could hire a very nice caretaker to do that. Please take care of my father. He's going to say some things. He's going to say him. some terrible <laughs> things. 
<laughs> I really like the root beer thing. We got to find an excuse to use the uh, Coney Island root beer because that is that's the best hard root beer. Very good. That tastes like pure root beer. This is pretty good. There's like I think it's like too much. It's either too much like a like a vanilla. It's like a vanilla chai. Chai. How do you say that word? Chai. 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 Vanilla. It's Chinese for tea. Oh, chai. So when they say Japanese, when they say chai tea, they mean TT because I'm a fucking Caucasian. TTs are what's the name for boobies? The best. So maybe they're tit men. They're uh. <laughs> their favorite brand of tea is uh Nipton's. <laughs> And stay on track. There's something off in this. I don't. I don't. It's like a no, vanilla flavor. Like there's like a way too much of a sp- some sort of spice. In I here. mean, I think it is. I mean, it, it it is supposed to taste like soda, so it's supposed to be sweet. But this might be too sweet. I'm okay with the sweetness. I think there's like too much vanilla or something in here. The the first part part of the book, you just are learning more about Jack and Ma's you know daily life, life in room, and then on today's episode of Room. Yeah, exactly. And then after uh, after a bit. Ma hatches a plan to escape. She has but to escape because she's old Nick. To. Old Nick has lost his job at the rape factory. At the rape factory, <laughs> you know, he rapes. I don't think you ever really find out what he did. But no, you really want to know what his job was. So he's like going to work every day. Like, hey, Carl, how's it going? Uh, you know, Marge. Oh, cake in the conference room. Like, what kind of job did that guy have? He worked in sales, and then he went home. And he's like, I have my rape dungeon with my weird love child thing, and my sex slave woman, and I, I do that. Some nights. I think he was an actuary. <laughs> I mean, it could have been anything. I mean, this is sort of story. Ba- this is based on a real thing. What? I mean, I Absolutely. guess. I guess certainly this stuff happens. But no, there's a famous thing in the UK. Uh, the uh, I think it was the UK. The Fritzels was the family name. It was a big thing like 12 years ago. I don't really know exactly the story of it, but like the Fritzel family, the Fritzel the had a fucking a woman abducted living in his, I think, the attic. And had fucking was tore, raping this woman, and they had a kid living in the attic, and they were mm-hmm. somehow discovered. And that that's the that's the inspiration for this story. It's based on a real thing. I mean, there was that guy a few years ago that found they found they had like a bunch of women tied up in his basement. But oh, they didn't have any kids. He had three women there, yeah, and then yeah. he fucking killed himself in jail. That coward. It was, it was a angel something was his name. I have no fucking idea what his name was. My wife read the fucking test book one of them wrote. It's like, oh, I don't I don't want to know about that. That sounds terrible. So anyway, she comes up with a plan for them to escape, but it involves Jack pretending to be dead, but being wrapped up in their rug, and then having... Uh, Originally, having, he's just going to be sick. She wants him to take him to a hospital, and he's right. like, fuck that shit. I got him some old-ass antibiotics. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he shit himself to death. Yeah, plan A didn't work, but then plan B is he pretends to be dead, wrapped up in the blanket, and uh, Ma says to old Nick, um, you have to go bury him somewhere, you can't stay here, Prom- promise me, you bastard, you won't look, you know, blah, 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 all these kinds of things. He's like, okay, okay, fine, fine. And, but the plan is that Jack is going to jump out, and find help. somebody, and they call for help. And, and they practice this a lot. And they practice it, and they practice it, and Jack's really scared, obviously, because he's five years old. It's and a lot he's never, never left the fucking room. He's never been outside He's never the seen room. the sky. Which is obvious, because when he finally... So he, they go through with the plan. He, he gets you know brought out in the rug, gets thrown in the back of the pickup truck, and then at the first or second turn, he was supposed to be the first turn, but he gets out at the second turn, he jumps out, jumps out the second stoplight, I mean. Jumps out and finds people on the, on the sidewalk... He's like, oh, what Ajit. happened? The man Ajit with his dog and his baby. 
Yep, and the dog bites him, and then he's all scared, and he he literally cannot explain to these people what's going on. She and left he, a note. She in his left a pants, note, but, but it got it's probably caught in the rug when he has to take. Yeah, so he he like doesn't have the he doesn't have the note, but he can't explain. But the man noticed. But the man on the sidewalk notices something is very strange about this. And old Nick calls comes to the get police. Him. Yeah, no, old Nick comes to get him. He's like, oh, well, and that's then my son. And, and then Jack says something. He's some covered in doo-doo and vomit. Well, some particular uh, word. The, uh, what the fuck? Uh, the ma tells him to just yell, I've been kidnapped. I don't think he ever actually says it. But He like freezes up. He yeah, freezes he, up. Well, he has no idea what to do. He's never spoken to anybody else. He thinks all people others other than them were fake in TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he can't really talk, but, he, but the other guy does call the police. The police come to talk to him, and he still can't really explain, but he is able to explain something about the situation that... Like Gets sh- the police to realize, oh, this is this is definitely very serious, and we, we he must have been must have been abducted, and we kind of try and figure out where he is. But they keep asking him, like, "What's your address?" And he's like, "I don't wear a dress." That's <laughs> what he thinks, you know, because that's the way he, because uh, <clears throat> that's the only context he knows that he's word. Five, and he's never and been. He does not understand the outside world. It's like, what street do you live on? It's like, what's a street? I live you in know? a room. I live in room. And so they eventually realize, oh, it must be a shed with the skylight, and they get like Google, they get like a Google Maps thing. They have a, call they have that. a satellite, satellite picture, and they realize, oh, it's this street right here, and they, and then they, they rush them. They had over. to count the number of stops and turns when he was in rug, mm-hmm. and the police. This is the most resourceful beat cop I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, in my yeah, life. yeah, it's amazing. Officer, it's Officer O is in Canada. The author's from Canada. Oh, okay. Well, she's actually from Ireland, but she lives in Canada. Okay. Emma Donahue. That's a fucking nickname. That's 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 my people's. It was like uh, that Thirty Rock, George Thirty Rock. Yeah, Jack Donaghy and his brother Nathan Lane is like it's done fee you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, those are my people. So she lives in uh, Emma Donaghy lives in. Canada. Yeah, I mean the, the book never says where any of it takes place. Uh, it sounds British though. It doesn't sound. Later, it, sound it sounds it, more American thing, or Canadian. Beca- well, I guess it sounds more Canadian. I guess now that you mention it, because she stays in the hospital for way too long. <laughs> it was America. Be like you owe us one million dollars. It's been three days. The thing that sounds really British is the nickname the press gives the guy. What they Which was? Which is like the Garden Shed Ogre or something like that. Oh, yeah, the Ogre. That ain't I mean, they fucking They mentioned American. it once. So the yeah. Daily News would never have gone with that. Never. The Post? Come on. Yeah, they could definitely come up with a better pun than that. Oh, we're gonna have to. Do, we're gonna have to work on that. <laughs> yeah, let's think of that pause. and have a have a beer. <clears throat> have another. Let's have so a, we start with not your father's. Drink. Let's find out something that's not your mother's. This is not your mom's strawberry rhubarb. Also by the small town brewery. This is the five point nine percent alcohol beer brewed with Madagascar vanilla. Ooh, and it's the best vanilla. And, um, it says like mom's fresh pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> Every sip takes you home. We know you'll enjoy it. We do. Gross. Come on our tits. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, that that doesn't look like beer. <laughs> it looks like a fucking vibrant shade of something. This looks like something you mixed up in Hogwarts. It's like pale lavender colored thing. It looks like a, like a weird jungle juice. What is jungle juice? Jungle juice is the you know like default name for like things you mix up of random shit in college. And... My experience was it was a bunch of uh, Natty Light, oh god, uh, vodka, and Crystal Light packets. Oh god! And the Crystal Light packets made everything this pink color. You it didn't taste that, that bad actually, because you just got hammered instantly off that. This smells it's, strongly uh, interesting. Vanilla. I've never Holy had this one before. Shit, that is a pun. It smells kind of like red Tylenol. This tastes like a Crystal Light. It's a there's a tartness to this. This tastes way better than it smells. 
I'm not getting the rhubarb. I mean, I don't know what rhubarb, rhubarb tastes like. Rhubarb, it's, like, it's like stupid leaves you're not allowed to eat. Rhubarb sucks. It's like a bitter shit thing. They just coat it in sugar and they cover it up with like other stuff because rhubarb itself blows. It is delicious. I don't. I don't know if I don't taste anything that resembles a strawberry is, or a rhubarb. This is fantastic. It, it resembles no natural flavor of anything, but it's incredible. What Satan hath wrought this? I don't know, but this is delicious. That should look at you pregnant, <laughs> locked in a room. <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, you're bundled up in a rug in the back of a pickup truck. Do you see him? No. no. Oh, okay. Good. So then, uh, Jack. The movie already won like an Oscar or two or something. Yeah. Uh, Cheese Larson. She won. Cheese Larson. Yeah. She won Best Actress for this, which mm-hmm. is surprising because I had never heard of her, which I'm sure I should have. But I don't really. She's follow. been in a few things. It was a it was a very good movie, and it was a pretty faithful ap- adaptation of the book. They didn't change most stuff. I didn't really see the movie, but I can imagine, you know, because such a big part of the book is the absolute like thought processes of the five year old, like his perspective and his inner monologue and like what he says. And yeah, that <laughs> you can't is, really do that, thoughts. That on is film. that is a little bit lost, but they do keep the same kind of like weird. Nothing really terrible is ever shown. Like is in the book where you just everything is witnessed, witnessed like as just sounds or he's in the dark. And she shields him from everything. She yeah, can. it is very like you know what's going on, but nothing. It's not explicit. So it is. They don't have his inner monologues in any anyway, but he talks a lot. The movie is the kid hmm. and her. But how'd she get best actress then? I mean, it's just the two of them. Old Dick Nick. Sorry, old Dick. Oh God. I mean, he kind of is old Dick. He's yeah. like not a young guy. But yes. So, uh, so, so the cops find the shed, and they shoot it open with a shotgun. And they Ma rescue out. Ma. Yeah. And they rescue Ma. And she goes back out into the world. And they get that fucking son of a bitch, old Nick. And then they catch him pretty much instantly. A couple days. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's it's fairly ser- soon. It's like you kind of lose track of him for a second because there's other stuff happening. Well, they they get moved to a psych hospital because they're, you know. They've been through some shit. Mm-hmm. Well, they're also like, "You're wh- what is your kid? Like, what has happened to him?" And they're like, "Yeah, we got to figure that out." Also, they realize he's five and still breastfeeding. Well, that's a b- much bigger issue when she's on the TV interview. That's mm-hmm. when it comes to a head. But uh, we'll talk about that in, a in the scheme of things. Not that big a deal. I mean, the, the, I'm just trying to imagine like the bureaucratic nightmare of like, all right, we have to figure out what day that kid was born and give him a birth certificate now, like that kind of shit. I mean, she knows. I'm sure she does. They celebrated the, the first day. First, the first thing is his fifth birthday. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. pissed off that only like four candles. Yeah, so I mean, like she, they have a calendar, I guess. She's keeping. She's watching TV every day. She's keeping track of the date. Oh yeah, that's true. She can trust the news, but she. I mean, she knows. Yeah. She's a adept young lady. Yeah. Much more adept than most people I've ever met. So they're in the psych hospital. So they're in the psych hospital, and both Jack is sort of realizing for the first time that there is an outside world and everything is so weird to him. And he keeps saying, can we go back to room now? Cause he's, cause you know, this is such a mind blowing experience for him. And obviously they're not doing that, but everything is so strange. Like he's never worn shoes before. He's never, they, eaten... they make his feet heavy. Yeah. Right. They, they've never seen, um, they've never seen like the kinds of food that they serve at this, at the psych hospital. He's never, you know? he's, he's never, never seen, seen the sky. Yeah. He's never seen the sky. Like he goes outside. He's never, he's, never, oh, he's almost never seen the moon. You know, he's, he's seen it maybe once or twice because it never lined up with the skylight. So he's heard about it and like seen like cartoons of it, but he's never actually seen it or maybe once or twice. And then eventually when they do go outside, like the sun is just so bright for him that he's like, he's oh, got to, he's got to wear sunblock and, and Sunglasses, sunglasses. So hasty because he's never been in the sun, and mm-hmm. he, the wind hurts him. Because he's never been in wind. 
Yeah, he's never been in the wind. So is Jack a bitch. Jack's a total fucking bitch. Motherfucker can't oh, even stand. A classic can't even here. stand in the wind. I, I think considering he's five and been locked in a room his whole life, we can cut him a little slack. Yeah, I'll cut him a little slack, but he's still a bitch. Jack Jack's not a bitch, I guess. Jack's not a bitch. He's five. You can't be a bitch when you're five. Well, you can. You can. I take that back. You can definitely be a bitch. You can definitely five. be a bitch when you're five. But Jack's not a bitch. He's a pretty adventurous child. And he, you know, volunteered to play dead to escape a rape dungeon. So, I mean, that's definitely that, not that a bitch. That takes some balls right yeah. there. Serious cojones. Speaking of taking some balls, which one are we going for next? The one closest to your hand. This is going to ruin everything else. Probably shouldn't have picked it. <laughs> this is not your father's fruit punch. This is a... I'm going to read this to you because it just sounds ridiculous. Beer with natural and artificial flavors and certified color. What the fuck is a certified color? Like, it has, like, a color license? Like, what does that mean? That seems, that seems racist. Oh, my God. A... Look at that. Oh, my God. That is... Fucking Kool Aid. It looks like I think Kool-Aid. it went to a two year training program after high school to get certified <laughs> as, as red. There's an advanced certificate. Oh my god, that is pretty I, amazing. I'm juice. <laughs> you see, now that looks like Robitussin. That's like Robitussin red. That smells like Kool Aid <laughs> or Hawaiian Punch. Oh, oh my god. I think it would have been really funny if instead of calling it Not Your Father's Fruit Punch, they called it like Holy shit. Samoan Punch. <laughs> like some other French Polynesian Punch. <laughs> Marshall Islands U- punch. U.S. Virgin oh. Islands. Guadalcanal punch. That God is, damn it. Oh, my goodness. God damn it. That is fucked up because that is so It does good. smell kind of like Tylenol Robitussin, but uh, the taste is like, it's fucking divine. This is dangerous. This is how people die. This, this is, is how this, people this die. This is how fraternity students die because this is just <laughs> fucking they pure juice. Show us up your butt. I've actually never loved Hawaiian punch, so this is merely cool, okay. It's okay to be wrong. But, <laughs> I mean, I didn't say I hated it. I just said I never. No, no, yeah, it. no. That's cool, but it's okay to be wrong. There's no whiff of alcohol. You have no sense you're drinking something that's going to hurt you. No, if you put that in a punchable, a room full of people will get shit faced and not know it. I want to see if I can get a keg of this, dude. You'll die. You'll die. Outside, you will in the die. yard in the summer. Get a keg of this outside. I got a nice hot vat of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> but I have an outdoor the kegerator, man. Oh, word, yeah. That's ridiculously good. God damn it. That is fantastic. We can't. We can't. Of all the other beers we're throwing out, can't waste that one. <sighs> this thing that was $1.75 a bottle. <laughs> was it? I don't need to know where to buy this stuff. I, I, it, it's kind of hard to find. At yeah, I, I want to say it's I'm, more of I'm a gonna, summer drink. I'm going to save myself. That's all you, dude. Oh, my God. That, that, that is delicious. So it's this part of the book. <laughs> uh, not only is Jack sort of experiencing the outside world for the first time and, like, Freaking out for sure, but still sort of gradually slowly getting used to it. But also, Ma, who's really just called Ma the whole book, right? You don't even know her name. They never ever say, like, even when she gets out and he's narrating, he's saying, They called Ma by her other names, which is Ma. I don't, you know, and but they never say what her name is. So, anyway, she's just Ma. But anyway, she is, even though she still obviously very much cares for Jack, she's starting to want to not have to be with him every single second. And he can't stand it, you know, because he, he, he's never experienced anything else. She's, so, she's happy to be back out in the world. And he you know, doesn't she's know like, I just, I, I just want to take a shower. And he's like, no, no, I, you know, I need to be near you. And so, you know, like, he, he, even on the first, like, day or two, he can't even, can't even take that. Which is understandable. <laughs> understandable for someone in that situation, for sure. But 
And then, you know, other things start to get get uh, in their lives that make things more complicated, like... Um, the, the media. Uh, the media, and also, like, the grandparents. Yeah, the parents... The mother and the father, they so do. Much. They His, her stepdad is, like, the nicest fucking man in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, but everyone else is an idiot. Her mom's not that bad. Her mom's she's okay. She's dopey. Her she's, father's an asshole. She, she's, she's okay. And she's, you know, doing her best to struggle to adjust. So she finds out... Ma finds out that her parents have since divorced... In mm-hmm. her, you know, because captivity. Ma, her mom never gave up, and her dad moved back to Australia. And so her dad is kind of doing his thing, and the mom—I forgot the guy's name—but he's like essentially Jimmy Buffett. He's like he's like an old stoner. Yeah, he's Jimmy Buffett, and he's—I didn't say Warren Buffett. <laughs> he's Jimmy Buffett, and they're just hanging. He's just like, "Hey, man, that's great." You know, he just is a super chill dude. Far out, bra. But the but like her father, her dad's he's a immediately. Like brutally judgmental. Like, I don't want to look bastard. at that rape child. He's like, that kid's a child of rape. I, I can't look at I him. I want to even meet it. And she's like, that's my kid. And he's like, ah, fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, he means the world to me, Dad. I think we need to have like a seventeenth term abortion on that one. And then <laughs> it's like, not cool, Dad. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck off. And that's what happens. And, that's and then the goes him. leaves, goes back to Australia, and you don't hear from him again. He's like, the dingo should have eaten that baby. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> all right, fuck off, Dad. And then her mom. Tries to understand and tries to help, but she kind of fucks some shit up in her own way later on. None of the adults, besides Ma, it's a lot to understand. Deal. It's a lot to deal with. Oh, for sure, it's a lot to deal with. But there's really no frame of reference. Like, how do you deal with your daughter who's been in a rape dungeon for seven years? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and none of the adults, not even the psychologist or the psychologists or the nurses, really even understand what Jack is going through because they try to explain in their own, not their own language, but just with. The everyday phrases that, you know, idioms that everybody uses without even thinking that don't mean what they literally mean. Right. And Jack has no idea. And Jack's never met other people before, so he doesn't know about how you address someone, how you be polite, how you have manners, even like on says, five-year-old level. He says thanks and please at weird times. He's trying. He's, he's trying, like, he's oh, trying. I'm supposed to be manners. So I said thank you when he, you know, they're asking him, do you want to go outside? He just said thank you. <laughs> but you know the things that just don't they just don't apply in the right context. Everybody kind of laughs, and then he goes, "Why are they laughing?" Right, and that he does that kind of thing happens yeah, he meets, a lot. He meets his shitty cousin, the three year old who mm-hmm. sucks. Well, that's what the the, her, the brother, the, bro- the, the, the brother, the, the brother of Ma is still alive, and and his wife and their weird child Bronwyn. It's a weird name, a beautiful name, Bronwyn for a fucking medieval horse. There's <laughs> 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 a child Bronwyn. The fuck is that? Uh, They're a Canadian. Knight, a knight does. Yeah, at fucking Gawain. at medieval <laughs> times, the restaurant Bronwyn. or the time. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bronwyn. No, you're three. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, the well, the the only reason we meet these people is because Ma runs into difficulty because she tries to kill herself. Well, actually, well, before she gets there, hold on. So, whoa, whoa, spoiler. Rewind. <laughs> Ma realizes that the media. Is like all over this <laughs> shit, and so she agrees to do an interview. Well, she, they have television. that. They have that lawyer who's like, "We should exploit this for money immediately." Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "All right," because she's fucking book like, deals. Well, she's got no. She's getting a job at this point in her life is going to be difficult to say the least. She's got to find a way to survive. Man, do you know how many fucking companies right now in 2018 would be like woman who was. Abducted and tortured. Well, Hashtag in also me too. In her mind, let's she, doesn't, hire her. she doesn't know what the fuck she's gonna do. And this guy she says, has no idea because she go on TV and talk about adult. it and get a billion dollars. Like, all right, sure. Yeah, so she she goes on like whatever Canadian sixty minutes is called, 
I don't know what the exchange rate is. I think it's seventy-one uh, minutes. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> he's there. Ten, <laughs> ten deciminutes. So she's, in, she's on Canadian sixty minutes. Whatever minutes are in metric. Or uh, Canadian fifty-one hours. <laughs> and so she's talking to the person, and she says, "Like, here are the things I don't want to talk about, and I don't want to do this, and this is what." I'm, and then the woman immediately is a fucking. Was it supposed asshole. to be like Oprah, basically, like I, Oprah. a puffy-haired woman on a couch? Oprah. I, mean, I think it was just like sure. a, like Oprah, that kind of not Oprah herself, but like could that, have been any daytime kind of thing. But talk show kind of thing. They're immediately just like, yeah, those boundaries you set, taking a dump on those. Fuck you. And then the biggest... No, they ask her about her uh, her stillborn daughter. And she didn't want to talk about it. She said, I don't yeah. want to talk about that. And they like instantly like, so tell me about that. Like, no. So it turns out that Ma had another child with old Nick the Rapist that was stillborn. Like the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. they were giving birth in the room instead of in a fucking hospital. Yeah, so this something didn't want to help. wrong. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't help. He just stood there. So this child was dead. I mean, what, talk about a traumatizing kind of experience. With I mean, on oh, top this of was in the, with yeah. pretty much almost within a, her first year of being in the room. So since she was in there for two years, and then Jack came. That's right. That's right. Makes sense. So she has this horrific experience, and she doesn't want to talk about it. But this fucking prick news person is like ratings. Let's let's exploit that shit and goes for it and then she's like not comfortable with that and Jack wants to be in the room and he's like hanging out on the side watching but he like knows Ma's not happy. It turns out that he wants to like I forget how it comes out but like it turns out she's breastfeeding him still. Yeah, and that's and like everybody. And everyone's like, whoa, out. hey, that's what's weird. what's wrong with you? This whole situation is normal, but that's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the thing they find they find weird. But the other thing is what happens is that uh, the lady asks. Well, why didn't you tell the man or old Nick or whatever she calls him? Why didn't you tell him to take Jack and leave him at an orphanage? You know, why couldn't didn't you think he would have a better life just not in room? And she says, no, he was everything to me. He was my salvation. He was, you know, he's what kept me going the whole time. But later after the interview, which, you know, doesn't go well, uh, the next the next day or so. Like, Jack goes out with, with his uncle and Bromwyn for, like, something. They come back. For oats for yeah. Bromwyn. <laughs> <laughs> and hey. Walker in the paddock. <laughs> they feed Bromwyn a sugar cube out of their hand. You know, and they well, put new shoes on her. So, uh, and, and Ma has uh, taken a whole bottle of pills. Yeah. They come, he, uh, Jack comes back, and he's like, Ma, wake up, wake up. And she won't wake up. And, you, you know, like, and the nurse comes in, and they... Bring in the you know bring in the whole team and it's a whole emergency because she's taking a whole bottle of pills. Right, she's trying to kill herself because she she also is having tremendous difficulty readjusting to this world that she has left behind. Like she doesn't know how to do that. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, think, then, do the math. Like if she's twenty six or something like that, a quarter of her life has been in room. Now it's mm-hmm. a lot more than what has proportion wise of Jack's life, but like she's also not really quite ready to be out there. And these fucking douchebags who want to interview her take advantage of this and take advantage of her and in the interest of like let's have a good scoop or whatever mm-hmm. and traumatize this poor girl more than she clearly already is so she's like i fucked that up this is terrible and they make her feel really shitty about breastfeeding her kids still all right uh, another beer yeah why not yeah, let's do that we have two more to go this one is not your father's ginger ale also 5.9 percent it is made with natural ginger flavor made with real bits of ginger is natural ginger flavors the same as made with ginger no Totally not. I don't think ginger ale is made with this, like made with natural artificial ginger flavor. It's probably some sort of ginger extract. There's a legal thing where it says made with, which means they can put, you know, like a fraction of a gram of natural stuff in there, and they can make the rest artificial. It's like with natural ginger flavors, because with not made with only. So it's just it's all legal bullshit. But I mean, think if it means a ginger plant farted in the factory. Ginger is like a fucking potato, basically. Ginger is like super expensive. 
like it's easy as shit to grow. But like to get like a big chunk of it takes a long time to get like into the, like certain areas. Yeah, but you can buy it dirt cheaper in here. Yeah. America, it's easy. You can grow that here. You just take a ginger at the store. You go buy one of those chunks for four bucks. But they're not souls. And put it. <laughs> And put it in the ground, and then you'll have some. You'll have more ginger than you ever fucking know what to do with, because no it's one wants good. it. This is pretty goddamn good. I don't actually like the taste of ginger ale, but this is really good. I mean, it tastes like ginger, ginger ale. Ginger ale is fine, but this this is maybe better than ginger. What's ale. fucked up is I associate ginger ale with the thing I drink when I was like nauseous. When yeah, my mom was like, "You have a stomach virus." Drink all, ginger ale. We all grew up with that old wives' tale. Like it's how was your stomach? It's just soda. It's the bubbles. It was like maybe it's like the ginger's good for you, but there's no ginger in it, so who gives a shit? It's goddamn good. It's kind of like a like a more like a like a more buttery ginger. It does yeah. have a little more of a slick feel to it. It is delicious. Yeah, it's dangerous. Very good. This is a nightmare. It's fucking up. Somebody fucked up with one tomorrow, and I'm hungover as fucking all shit. Drinking this ginger ale to try to feel better. It's not making me feel any better. This is making it worse. I'm still drunk. So Ma tries to commit suicide, and then the doctors are like, "All right, this is this is not good." So they send Jack to go live with the grandma, grandma yeah. and Steppa. Steppa. And Grandma and Steppa are really nice to a degree, but they're fucking clueless. I well, think I don't think they're clueless. Partly they're just old. And even though it's well, it's not just that they're old, it's that they do, they no longer have the the patience and the energy to keep up with a five year old. And a all particularly day, all needy five year old. A very needy five year old who does not understand what's going on and who doesn't know basic things about how the world works. And what basic things do in life. And they just don't they just don't understand what he's going through. So he's not just a normal five year old. Totally. And they're old. Yeah, I get that. So maybe like the hospital kind of fucked up and assigning it to them because like these people can really, really be trusted to do it. Well, I mean, really, he should have just stayed in the hospital, but just, you know, in a different room, in a different place. Like in the hospital, he was with like a bunch of like weird older people who had actual mental problems. It's kind of like a weird environment for a five year old. He's not, he's not, a he's not mentally yeah. ill. He's just unaware of things. So it might be good to get him out in the world rather than live with these people who tried to off themselves and like all this other weird shit. Like the guy with a lot of face piercings and shit. He's like one flew under the mm-hmm. cuckoo's nest. So then he hangs out with grandma and Steppa and they kind of like, he gets like sunburned. And yeah, they're after like, after minutes. Yeah, so he goes instantly to pet, he's hurt. He goes to pet the bee. Like, literally, he, he just goes soft. like, oh, it's a bee. It looks soft. And he goes to pet it and immediately gets stung because, you know, bees. And then, it, like, <laughs> it hurt, and then it hurt more than anything that's ever hurt. And, you know, that's the kind and, of thing that happens to him because he doesn't know. And then... Um, if you don't know, now you know. So he, like, is fucking oblivious. And mm-hmm. nobody really understands the extent to which he doesn't know anything. They kind of just like, oh, he's like a weirdly sheltered kid. But they don't like, he doesn't know anything and people assume things in a way that is constantly causing like awkwardness and discomfort for everyone in the world so at a certain point he goes out with the brother and fucking horse child horse child brown one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're at the supermarket and the kid doesn't understand that you can't just take things from the store right he grabs like a yeah. book oh, they go to them they go to the mall yeah and it's like the the door they, they, were, they were gonna go to the they were gonna go to the zoo, but they oh the, the museum, yeah. yeah. But they never make it because they don't make it past the mall because they've got to get a gift for Bronwyn's friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I gotta say they were kind of dicks. Those people. They were really kind of dicks. Like, like we have this amazing thing we're trusted with right now. Like, it's a kind we're of like take a him on rare our shitty thing. errands. Like, yeah, <laughs> I gotta go pick up stamps <laughs> and a present for Bronwyn's friend, <laughs> and then we'll deal with you. You did like, and and I know that you know how do you deal with someone who's in this situation but they really weren't even trying no they, they weren't were even the, trying so to comprehend. frustrating they, they kind of suck yep. they sucked the biggest like joke. at least 
at least grandma was trying. Yeah, she was incompetent. Doing her thing. It's just hard to deal with. But these people really just suck. They didn't even give a shit. Like, no, don't They're like, understand. why does this kid fucking suck so much? Ugh. <laughs> we have to get a present for Bronwyn's friend. She's three. He doesn't need a fucking present. You show up and, like, no one will ever remember. It's true. If you have the parents, the parents of that kid will remember. Fuck them. They and suck, too. That son of a bitch gave my child a shitty present. Just say, hey, my nephew just got out of a rape dungeon for seven years. Get over it. Yeah. Or maybe, like, don't go to that party, you know? Or, like... Or just get the present later. Send him a check. Go to the present the next day. The internet still existed when this book came out, you know? Did Amazon, Amazon yet? Amazon, yeah, Amazon was definitely around. Can you get next day delivery? Probably. You, you can get, a, even if it's free, super saver shipping, you just send them something. You don't have to take our kid, you know, the fucking special, never seen the world child to the shopping mall where there's a fucking woman who starts asking for his autograph and he's like yeah. scribbling on things. And he's like writing his name or whatever it is. That was actually the grandmother that did that. She oh, took him right, toy okay. shopping in the toy and the woman. But she was the pissed. Counter. The woman behind the counter was like, yeah. oh my God, you're the one. Could you? Can I get your autograph? Yeah. My grandma was very pissed. She told them to go fuck themselves to death. <laughs> was that exact words? And the Canadian was like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't approve. <laughs> really go fuck yourself it. to death. <laughs> so one thing I noticed about the book is that back in Room, they had a couple of books that they would read a lot. And Jack talks, you know, occasionally brings up, you know, this situation is like this in this book. And one of the books they had was Alice in Wonderland. And when Jack is out in the world, he keeps, he will occasionally or multiple times reference Alice in Wonderland. And, you know, I'm sure because this is an author who's like read books and stuff. She has a PhD in English, actually, this author. So there you go. Oh, She's shit. probably read more than one book. She's probably read almost as many books. as us. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm thinking like the, the model, she, you know, she's saying Jack is Alice in Wonderland. Like from his perspective, he has gone through the looking glass into this crazy world that is like totally Everyone unlike the real world. Acid. And every, everybody's crazy. Nothing makes sense. But it's actually the real world. And it's his old world that didn't make sense. He is Alice. Well, that's a question in about Wonderland. perspective and shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what do you know. You, whatever, like, part of the human condition is whatever you experience, you assume is normal. He has, mm-hmm. he has no mu- means by which to judge it as anything but his own experience. He's just out there, just like everything is magic. It's to him, it was all imaginary until suddenly one day it wasn't. Yeah, that does seem pretty fucking magical. Yeah, it's just literally holy shit. This is all weird. So everything is wrong and weird. So then ultimately, Ma kind of like recovers, and they're like, "All right, you're gonna kind of go to another place together." Not like she, it's, it's she a comes to the house, living facility. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It's not strictly a psych ward, but it is a somewhat assisted it's like living a facility. Home. Yeah. And then he's like, "I really want to go see Room again." Mm, and she's yeah. like, "I don't want to do that." Like, like he doesn't understand, of course, that it means something very different to her than it does to him. Like to him, that's home, and to her, it's like prison. You know. Mm-hmm. And she rather bravely he's like alright fine we'll go and it's a crime scene at that point like the guy has been arrested and he has the lame uh, nickname in the press Garden Shed I don't Ugra. did they really they don't really explain much more after that like there's no trial he's or never anything. mentioned it's it's they don't go he's arrested part. you know yeah. we just assume he got like, busted and well he's, he's going to jail I don't have oh, to say yeah. he's gonna get it's pretty uh, serious cornhole it's not really a lot of reasonable doubt there <laughs> no it's, it's, it's the end of, and then when, at the point when she points out, when she tells people like the stillborn child or the the child that died in birth or whatever, I'm not sure what the right term is, and then they exhume it. That happens mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. It's like she like, uh, says like where, it, where it was buried, like by the shrub or something like that. And like, yeah, that's that's not gonna here. That's not gonna happen well for you, buddy. You're gonna you're gonna go to jail for that shit. You know, you abduct, I mean, in addition to abducting and raping this woman, and then like you killed a baby essentially through your negligence, yeah. like on top of that, and then you. Ab- kept this other child in danger for five years and he licked his mom's tooth. 
keeps yeah. sucking on his mom's tooth. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Her tooth at rots all. and falls out, and he just keeps it as a pet. And he's always putting it in his mouth and sucking on it. And eventually he swallows it. And he keeps <clears> looking for it in his poop. Yeah. Because well, it's part of Ma. After Ma and tries to kill herself, then he doesn't have any. It's the only thing of her he has left. So that's why he, like, you know, misses her so much. And he just, like, either, like, keeps the to- tooth with him or it keeps it in his mouth. And it's like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't taste like her anymore. It tastes like my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but this tooth eventually like it mouth. disappears. It tastes like other tooths. I don't know. Maybe when the tooth disappears, that symbolizes him. Well, he's, I, thought he's, I thought he swallowed to, it. Because he thinks he swallowed there's it. There's a point where he's, he's like, sure. he, I look through my poop and I couldn't find the tooth. Yeah, he never which finds is a, it. Which was a weird sentence. What does that mean? That, that like a weird sentence, but this shit. is a five-year-old talking, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an unreliable narrator in, in some ways. In most ways. Like his his well, language I mean, he's not, is weird he's not, and not clear. He's not lying. He's just unaware. And you can kind of understand what's going on. So it's not entirely unreliable. Totally. So here, let's have this last beer and we'll talk about that. So, I mean, that's basically how the book ends, right? Like, they, they go back go to, to room. They go to room, and then he's like, I don't really give a fuck about room anymore. Well, he, he room says, sucks now. He says it looks different now, but he also says it's so small. He said where he says this is like this is it. This is he doesn't say the word tiny, but he says, you know, this is so small. And even though he's only been out in the world for a couple of weeks, like maybe even three, like definitely not very much at all, he's already grown. You know, his perspective has, has already changed a ton. So our final beer is not your mother's Apple pie, which is another oh my. small town thing. It smells like a, a rich apple juice. It does smell like a fancy. It, it does smell like apple juice, but with like cinnamon and a, a wow. bit of vanilla. It has a lot of cinnamon in it. This is one of the greatest things I've ever drank in my life. It's 5.5% alcohol. It's brewed with Madagascar vanilla. This is incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's Christmas beer. I feel like an apple pie just raped my mouth. It is an intense apple pie flavor. It's very intense. This is sort of like less drinkable than I think some of the other ones because it is it is very intense, but it's still good. This is the best one. I've had this before. I had no problem drinking it. <laughs> I will have no Almost problem drinking no it Almost no effort involved. You just kind of put it in your mouth hole. And you go, oh, apple pie, the juice. All right, bring on the diabetes. And it just comes in. Totally worth it. I'd lose a toe for this. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need all of them. It is delicious. It's a weird thing. Like I understand what they're making. All right, they're making a root beer. Let's make it a ginger ale. They're gonna make a cream soda. We didn't get that one today. They make a fruit punch. They have a Mountain Dew. We gotta find a use for that one day. But like, there's no such thing as apple pie soda. So what do you think? What is your favorite of the uh, not your mommy daddy's beers? Here. Apple pie. You made that somewhat clear. Nate? I actually think I like the ginger ale. The ginger ale is, I think, is definitely a close second. It's really oh, good. It's all about the fruit punch for me. I mean, I could really just drink. That ginger ale all day. You would be good. Dead. I would, but <laughs> you, can't, you can drink 24 beers. The fruit punch is where it's at for me. I bought a six-pack of that. You it's, fuckers it is, one. it is pretty good. It's pretty good. That was so good. It had no weird off flavors. It had like I a mean, slight medicinal they're, they're smell. All, they're all pretty good, except I don't like the root beer, but that's just kind of like root beer. But the rest are all pretty goddamn good. I really do like root beer, and this one was kind of like disappointing. I like root beer a lot. This one wasn't my favorite root beer flavor. The ginger ale was very good. The... Apple pie thing is decadent. Like, it is yeah. super. It's not something rich. you can drink a lot of, but both seconds are great. I feel like you should like pour that over a fucking ice cream sundae or something. Like that's how rich that is. And the strawberry rhubarb is just ridiculous. It it looks like it's like a off settling purple color. It is. It's like a little, but it's delicious. It's like a mauve. I'm gonna say uh, lavender. La- lavender. <laughs> lavender. Lavender. I think that's what that is. Yeah, I I think that's the color too. It's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird color. The fruit punch is just ridiculously easy to drink. It could be because fruit punch is ridiculously easy to drink. 
Like, you don't have to, no one was ever like, hey, kid, finish your Hawaiian punch. But you just have that shit. Do you remember there was, um, they used to make a Hawaiian punch in, like, the cans. It was, like, a like a 64-ounce can or 48-ounce can or something like that. And you'd have That's to, like, a use a of... fucking can opener. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And you'd have to shit. open it on one side, and then the other side, you have to put a vent hole. you like, depressurize it. Otherwise, know? it wouldn't pour out like fast. fucking juice airlock. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having that as a kid. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Like, my mom would, like, put a piece of saran wrap over the top. Like, we don't want to, like, let's put that back in the fridge. Like, mom, that's not, that's not going to last. That's, It'll be that's, fine That's anyway. going down. <laughs> that's happening right now. That fucking shit is going into the hole. She's like, you, you boys are just drinking so much wine punch. <laughs> bring, it, bring it on, bitch. Like, it was so good. But, Ma, you got to punch the holes in this because you never told us how to use a can opener because it's fucking 1998 <laughs> and we don't live during the goddamn depression, you know? Use those little, make the little triangle holes. Exactly. Yep, yep, That's how fucking beer used to work in, like, the 70s. Before they made tabs. Seriously. Like, that's how beer was. You had to punch a hole in your beer can. What a fucking sad world. Like, <laughs> industrial revolution, my ass. You had to punch your own holes in the beer can? I think everyone just had a puncher <laughs> at that point, though. Just, yeah, but, like, that was weird. Man. Like, everyone's keychain had a fucking thing on it. That just strikes me as bizarre. That's the ultimate, like, not your father's thing. Like, that I don't have to fucking punch holes in my can to drink it. Get tetanus. All right, so let's go back to this book. <laughs> the, from the perspective of the child thing, I guess it's integral to the way the story is told. Like, it can't, can't work if it doesn't... Have his weird it's not, jargon. It's not. It, 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 it kind of covers up like just how fucking awful it is, and so you kind of have to like read into it to really get it. So his language is like a really important part of the book, and in the beginning, it's interesting, and just the fact that it's different and written from the perspective of mm-hmm. a five-year-old. Everything five-year-old is a proper language. noun. But then, I mean, not. But you do get used to it. Like rug. But then, in like the last part of the book, it gets to be really annoying, and I don't know if it's just because you're like just over it by that point or I was just over it or if it's supposed to be really annoying because he's under so much stress and because the other people around all the other characters don't understand him and what he's going through and that he has all these bizarre bizarre things he has to like think through I mean I did find it was definitely pretty annoying but it's also the feeling of having to deal with a five-year-old in that position it's almost like it helps portray the situation because the situation is so irritating. I, I can I see that. I'm just always cons- I, I'm always concerned or uh, consider when a book is written entirely in like dialect, mm-hmm. is it to an effect or not? You know, like I mean, it's, this is definitely to an effect because I know we were critical of that in A Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, other books, Train Spotting does it. A Brief History in Seven Killings does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Anything Hagrid it's ever about- says. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a lot of books where it's just he like... He speaks only in apostrophes. You know, he, he just kind of like put it into this thing. And like um, after a while, you kind of get used to it. But you wonder, like, was it worth it? And I guess for this one, it was. For this one, for, for this one it's like a it's central plot point. It's, it, it, adds it is to it. from a five-year-old's perspective. He suddenly tar- started talking like an adult would be fucking weird. That's a fair point. I ask, I'm just curious because I wasn't sure for myself. You could feel gimmicky, you know? Yes, certainly. I, I mean, it, in some, I mean, a gimmick is just... A style that is is corny. Well, it's a style with no substance. Yeah, so like something can be a gimmick if people don't like it. If they do like it, it's not a gimmick. It's a particular thing. Oh, people could like a gimmick. People used to go buy pay money to listen to a simple plan. Remember that band? Well, they didn't have a gimmick. What's what's their, their gimmick? Their gimmick is being uh, terrible. No, that's not a gimmick. They were just a shitty emo band. They were you know, that was they were shitty. They were an emo band, but it was like not really. Well, like they didn't cry well, for like, real. Like Guar is a gimmick. For sure, but but, but it, Gore has substance. Like they do have substance. Gore so, means that shit. Yes. Well, I mean, they don't actually 
believe that they are interstellar aliens. Well, how about this? Fuck Pr- lords. Primus is fucking weird as shit. Yeah, but it's not a gimmick. But they they mean it. They're just yeah. weird dudes. A gimmick. A gimmick is just something that. I mean, a gimmick has a negative connotation. Sure. It's no. There's never a positive gimmick. A gimmick is just like if someone tried to do something interesting and they do it entirely that way and people don't like it, it's like, oh, it's a shitty gimmick. I guess so. It's like pejorative. Right? Yeah, it's, it's more like a concept album or a concept piece. If it's a shit one, it's like, that's a fucking stupid gimmick. And it's probably prog metal. Well, it's definitely prog metal. So, uh, Dream Theater, a gimmick? Dream Theater, the idea of Dream Theater is a gimmick. <laughs> so in this book, it's not, though. It w- like, it, the story right. is what it is because it's from the child's perspective. It was from the adult's perspective. It'd be a fucking harrowing story. That's fair. I agree. I think but by doing getting this it way, from this kid, it's it kind of like makes you uneasy at best. For sure, and, and I think it's by design, right, to make you uneasy. But it definitely change by changing the perspective of the story. It makes it interesting. You think, right? Like you don't. They don't. It, stuff, stuff is not revealed to you in the same way it would be in if it were an adult character. Yeah. yeah. Some stuff is kind of never directly revealed to you, or just only vaguely, like you know, to figure out the stuff about living in room. And you just kind of fill it in, and you realize because you're in a you're a grown up and he's a child that you could figure it out, and you read enough about it. I, I think it I think it's actually very effective. You know, really, it was very effective. It makes the story interesting because, to your point, if they had if if the kid spoke like imagine this book was written a hundred years earlier, and if he, it, and what he if wrote it was like, like an, just like I noticed in the room sometimes the light would come in through the skylight, or at even night, if it was like that a, would be fucking like a, false. like an omniscient narrator about the woman and her kid. It would still be different. Absolutely, and, and and also, as you said, if it was from her perspective, it would be a remarkable. It would be different the book. whole thing would be different. It's just it is this way because it is from the kid. Well, then if it's for that purpose and it accomplishes it, then I guess I can't really criticize it, or I think it's worth it. Then then it then it works. I think they pull it off here, and it was shortlisted for the Booker, I think, or longlisted. Two thousand ten ish, I think it came out. I, I can't tell you another thing this woman wrote, but I don't know either. If I get a chance to read something by her, I probably will, because I really dug room. It was great. This was a great book. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the movie. Maybe I will. It was a good movie. It was more explicit than the book because it was not as from the child's perspective. It wasn't explicit, but it was, you know, you got a visual sense of things not from a child's perspective. Well, that's why she won Best Actor, Best Actress, and not like Best Supporting Actress, right? Like the main character is the mom. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say it's shared between. I mean, he's the best actor. He's the best. Act, she's the best actress. Yeah, fucking easy kid. Yeah, no, he wasn't nominated. He did a great job, though. The little kid did a great job. Mm-hmm. He got really, really long, luxurious hair. He, he ate a tooth. I don't remember if that was in it. <laughs> and even if it was, I don't think he actually ate a tooth. And if he did, then he deserved the prize. Method actor. It's like, ah, oh, no. I have to eat the tooth for it's my mother's tooth. What do you think, Nate? Dude, you're six. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a very good book and that it totally needs the five-year-old perspective and language. It would be a totally different thing and probably not as good. I think you guys are right. Or at least not as special, not as different. It, it wouldn't would, be different yeah. at all. I mean, it would just be another thriller. Oh, just be another crime thriller. It could almost be like it was yeah. this way. Like like book. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I dug it. Um, I'll try to find something else by her. All right. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc as in book club. Or find us on Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. Join us next week when we read Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Bye.